Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Gray's Academy. You have the two tallest, most beautiful, best hosts, the funniest hosts, uh, the strongest hosts. I'm trying to think of what other really good adjectives we can put in here. Successful hosts, uh, best heads of hair, um, best smiles, best personality hosts in the entire world. My name is Carmen. My name is Kelsey, and a lot of those things are untrue, but... It is a beautiful day for a podcast. <laughs> Name one of those things that are untrue. I'm not very tall. I mean, I'm I'm average sized. Yeah, I guess comparatively to like NBA players, I'm also very short. And I don't feel like my hair is that great because I hate it a lot of the time because it's. Super I think you annoying. got great hair. Thanks. It is annoying to me. It falls out a lot. Um, the only everywhere. thing that maybe maybe we. Uh, Gosh, dang it. That's contagious. I hate yeah, you. Yeah, I know. Well, I'm a sleepy <laughs> bean. It's when we record at 3 a.m. in podcast <laughs> land. Fuck. Uh, anyways. Hi, friend. How are you? Great. How are you? I'm great. It's like 60 <laughs> degrees in Illinois. It was like it was 90 all weekend. Now it's 60 degrees. I think we're having the 90 degrees like next week. So that should be Hey-o. But nice. it just like doesn't matter because there's like no humidity. People will go outside and it's like it's so humid. I'm like, y'all are it's wrong. It's not that humid. Yeah. Like you've literally been to Florida. Exactly. I, I was having this exact same conversation at work the other day and I'm like, oh my gosh, it's so hot and humid. I'm like, I try to try working in central Florida with no breeze. Yeah. Um, I'm just like, I can go outside and yeah, it's hot, but it, it takes like. 10 minutes before I get overheated. It's not the moment I open the front door. Yeah. Try going to the Orlando airport. Tell me what you think then. <laughs> yeah, um, that's anyways, shout out to any of you who that uh, Orlando airport joke lands on. We appreciate you. Uh, and yeah, welcome to the show. Kelsey, take it away. Okay. Today we're going to talk about Grey's Anatomy. And probably what? some other stuff that will go on tangents because that's <laughs> what we do. But this is going to be episode 23 of the second season. It's the 32nd episode overall. And it is called Blues for Sister Someone. Carmen? Now, that's a song that has virtually no stats because it didn't chart. Um, now, I could be wrong, and I try to do as much research on this as I can, Um and especially the, the, so, you know, comparatively to let it be right. right. <laughs> um, basically any Beatles song that's like a hit. Um, not all of these songs are super hits. Uh, and what, what was the song from a couple weeks ago? That was like the indie band um, bullet, a uh, bullet bandaid covers the bullet hole. Yeah. Um, covers that the wasn't, hole. yeah, that wasn't a song that charted, but I have some fa- uh, facts around that band and uh, around that album. Same thing here. So, um, the oh gosh what's the song uh sister blues uh, for sister someone blues yes blues for sister someone is a song by lenny kravitz um and it's from the album let love rule um now it's actually the debut album for lenny kravitz i don't know if you knew that um it was released on september 6th 1989 from the virgin records uh label and uh there were a number of singles off of that album uh let love rule I build this garden for us, Mr. Cab Driver, B, and does anybody out there even care? Now, I say I don't know much about Lenny Kravitz. I know he's very rich, and I just I'm like, what? I don't. I couldn't tell you really any Lenny Kravitz songs, but he was in Hunger Games, and he did a great job. 
he was in Hunger Games. Actually, I was gonna I was gonna make a joke about Lenny Kravitz, most famous for his role in the Hunger Games. Um, That's how but it I feel feels like I couldn't, to me. Yeah, um, it's like uh, when you joke around and say uh, the song uh, in in Shrek. What's the the, oh, the one there? No, no. Oh, at the end um, when they do and the I cover of the monkeys. Yeah, yeah. I'm a believer. I, I, make, I make jokes about that song all the time, and I go, yeah, I'm a believer, made famous by Smash Mouth. And they're like, uh, the you one mean from Monkeys? Shrek. A, the one from Shrek. Uh, it's the Monkeys, everyone out there. So uh, also, I believe Neil Diamond wrote that song. Anyways, I digress. Um, so not a ton of information on this. Uh, the, the cool thing is, so it did chart. The album itself charted um, in a number of different countries. Uh, the Australian albums chart which is Aria, which, fun fact, that's Italian for the word air, uh, is number 36, reached number 36. Uh, the Dutch charts hit number 26, Sweden, 32, uh, the UK, number 56, and then the Billboard Hot 200 in the U.S. album charts was 61. Um, so, yeah, a lot of really, really awesome stuff about this. Lenny Kravitz, uh, he's an interesting guy. He does some cool covers of songs. He, he covered American Woman, which was a good cover, I think. American um, Woman. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I, I, I'm a fan. This, this song was just okay, but when it's on your debut album, um, it's like two and a half minutes runtime on uh, Sister for Blues Brothers. I don't remember. The, I can't, why can't I not great. remember the name of the actual song? Anyways, uh, that's what I got for you. Any Lenny, Lenny, Lenny Kravitz fans out there, Lenny Kravitz fans out there, um, I apologize if there's any information that I missed or if this is your favorite album of his, I apologize. Um, not a huge fan, but uh, you know what? I respect you. I appreciate you. I was trying and, to figure uh, out why they picked this song, and I'm like, the only thing is I'm just like, that that couple is Catholic, and it says sister like like a nun. I am like, I'm at a loss for other, other than that, the relevance of this title. Yeah. I have the lyrics pulled up here. Um, I know a girl who gets off by sticking needles in her vein. Interesting. I mean, Not anyone who's overdosing in this episode. That, no, that could be a doctor. Carmen. Oh my God. goodness. You're so philosophical. Um, plays dirty games. That's for sure. Derek and Meredith, uh, you know, I guess also, Never mind. We'll get into it. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it's the bathroom stall, her bedroom. Oh, I guess they did have sex in the bathroom. Um, although their whole house is a bathroom. It's a camper. And uh, sleeps with the plague. She eat, She sleeps and eats with the plague. She's got a baby in her belly. Oh, a baby in her belly. That's right. The lady had a baby. <laughs> she, Illuminati she confirmed. Oh, Mephisto. Okay, let's go. <laughs> Okay. All right. Back to you, my friend. Now so for the weather. Ep- <laughs> this episode was written by Elizabeth Claviter and Kravitz? directed by Jeff Melman. <laughs> oh, Melman. This is not the first one that Jeff Melman's done, right? Nope, because it's the giraffe from freaking Madagascar. <laughs> and the mayonnaise. No, that's Hellman's. I know. That's the joke. Oh, it's fine. Every, Melman's Mayo. <laughs> um, Better than aired, Miracle Whip. Ugh, don't get me started with your bullshit. Okay. Miracle April 30th, Whip. 2006. Garbage. Trash. Still a Sunday. Miracle um, Whip. 20.76 million views. 
Let's see what Netflix has to say. You said 20.76? Yes. So they've gone down a couple weeks in a row. Yeah. I think it was 22 last week. Um, but what you know, was the high? 31? Yeah, it was like 35, I think, for the for the bomb situation. It's like 34 or 35. Ugh. Man, what a good what a good episode. What a good string <laughs> of episodes. Um, and then... Remember, remember when I killed that guy? <laughs> yeah, it was your fault that he died. Um... <laughs> Uh, that could be like people weren't watching it because they were like April. That's like spring break, end of school times. So maybe I don't know. Maybe just people. Sun. It shouldn't have been on Sunday nights. It's this is a Thursday night show. Um, okay, so blues for sister someone. Meredith questions her vow of celibacy after meeting a veterinarian. Burke treats his musical hero. Bailey wonders about Izzy and Denny's relationship. I don't think she's doing much wondering. I think she's pretty much just like y'all got to cut your shit. But that's fine. Yeah. She she's not wondering. She's she's for sure knowing. She knows that shit. Yeah. Okay, so that's all I have. So now let's just dive right into it. Um jeez, I took a lot of notes for this one. What's going on? A lot of feelings. Let's start with the recap. Let's. The recap. Meredith is celibate. Burke and George are best friends. Bailey's mad because the chief is treating her different because she's a mom. Alex is mad about Denny and Izzy, and also Callie and George are there. So the notes yeah, my only notes, my only notes were the vet comes back, they're gonna bone. Callie loves George, they're gonna bone, and they boned. They did my bone. prediction was correct. One of them was yes. George and Callie fucked. What is what are your thoughts on that pairing? Um it's interesting because so with all of the She-Hulk uh memes going around with her just holding that guy mm-hmm. uh she's taller than George. So now all I see is <laughs> She-Hulk carrying that guy in the bedroom. Uh did, wait, did you watch the trailer? I'm so sorry. No, but I have seen that picture already all over the internet, so it's Okay. okay. Then I won't say anything else about it. Um, no, nah, but you know what? George gets a haircut. He's looking good. Props to you, Short King. Like, do your thing, man. Um, I I respect uh, tall women. I did not marry a tall woman. I married, you married a, a the midget. Opposite. You a married midget the shortest face. woman you could find. <laughs> a little five foot queen princess. Um, no, but actually, like I being being over six foot, I've always really liked tall women, and I think. Um, it's very interesting because tall women are like, they always appreciate tall guys more because they're like, yeah. I can never find anyone taller than me to date. I'm like, that's stereotyping and you shouldn't do that. Um, but I wasn't complaining at the time. And it's just, yeah, it's, it's an interesting couple. They have those inside jokes later on, which I think is cute. Uh, I don't know how long they're actually going to be together, but I have a feeling that they don't get married. Um, you know, who knows? I could be wrong. My prediction is they don't get married. <laughs> okay. Solid. <laughs> Write prediction. it down. <laughs> I'm setting um, myself okay. up for a lot of success here. <laughs> um, so yeah, Callie lives in the hospital. It's still weird. They're having sex in her hospital house and it's weird is what I wrote for the beginning opening scene where they're having sex in the hospital house. Do your best to not spoil anything, but what are your thoughts on them going off of what we know like, to this point? I just like Callie and I don't like George. Although at this point, I sure. guess I would probably be, can more consider myself indifferent to Callie. Um, 
but I'm all, I just, I'm like from a strictly very shallow visual standpoint, I'm like, I don't believe this. <laughs> this she's just Why? so far out of his league. Yeah. Okay. Just want to make sure we're on the same page. I just page. think All she's right. so hot, and I just think he's just the derpiest derpit. Also, she has great hair in every scene. Like yeah. flawless, yeah, insane. She's a queen constantly. Um. But yeah, I'm just. I don't. I'm like. Yeah. Right. That would never happen. But maybe it would. Yeah. It's very interesting, though, because so they're like they're having happy sex. So then we cut to (laughs) Derek and Addison having sad sex. Yeah. Yeah. Like like sad, miserable, pathetic sex. I (laughs) I just hate that scene so much. And I hate all the awkward sex stuff that's happening. Yeah. Just like there's a lot of stop. Stop it. I don't I'm tired of this Meredith George throwback and I'm tired of watching that that beautiful luscious Addison not get the satisfaction that she deserves. She is a queen who should only be treated as such. She needs um, a king. King yes. Carmen. So, me. yeah, I wrote Addison and Derek have sex and it's not good, but they are trying and being nice to each other, which is worth noting. Yes, definitely worth noting. And then when uh, freaking she takes the phone and it's yeah. Meredith, I was like, what? That was crazy. I'm also just like, why would you tell that to your veterinarian? This person, like, I would believe it if it was someone that you were a very close friend with. But I'm like, like this Meredith. is your, your veterinarian. And why would you say that to your veterinarian? <laughs> That's just a weird thing to say to your vet. Yeah. In my Don't opinion. Care. You know what? Maybe other people disagree. I don't know. Um, If you think that you should tell your vet that you're having sex. If you keep your vet up to date on your sex life, feel free to correct me. And also, I think now is a good time to tell people to like do the like and subscribe thing. Um, So (laughs) no, no, but I want you to I want you to to take us home. I'm going to start by saying the Gray's Academy podcast loves you all very deeply. Uh, give us a five-star review, subscribe wherever you listen. And uh, what else should people do, Kelsey? You should follow us on Instagram at Gray's Academy Pod. And if you have any thoughts or feelings, you can email me at Pod at gmail.com or you can message me on the Instagram because I look at it and I appreciate messages because it's fun to see. There was one that we had gotten. I don't remember if I said it on the, on the podcast, Um Someone had messaged me after I said that they named their baby Tuck because that's what they call him for the rest of eternity. And she was like, I'm so sorry, but Carmen was right. They named the baby William. And I was like, (laughs) this hurts. I appreciate your apology, though. I appreciate the sympathy for me. (laughs) Kelsey uh, feels no more pain in this world when someone has to tell her that she was wrong. Uh, it's, and it's the even most more painful so. when it's you. Yeah, <laughs> I was about to say. Doesn't but you know what? Here's the thing. Upsetting. I want to go on the record, and I would say it's pretty fifty-fifty. There have been times where I have been wrong specifically to you, and you've been wrong specifically to me. Yeah. Um, and it's always we never take it graciously. We no, always no. gloat. Um, and basically, you're a dumb loser. Yes. Yeah, same back at you. <laughs> yes. All right. Sorry. Continue. Um, okay, so then 
where am I? Um, I think we're in the vet's yes. office now. Meredith is at the vet and he asks her out and it's awkward because she's like decided to just become George and forget how to freaking talk to people. I said the same thing. I said <laughs> Meredith is acting like George. That's so funny. It's like we're besties. Oh, um, yes. Yeah, it was. I was like, stop babbling incoherently. Like it really one of my biggest pet peeves is when people start a sentence and just don't finish it. It drives me insane. I'm like, just have a singular full thought, please. And she just keeps starting yeah. sentences and then just like stopping. And it's so annoying. Yeah. Also, it was funny when she said he's married and I'm knitting a sweater. That's yeah. funny. Yeah. Just don't Some become good, a, a train line. wreck. Yeah. Yeah. It's just. Ugh. Um, and then. OK, so then they're at the hospital. They're looking at the board. Bailey's like, why am I not on the board? And the chief's like, everything's fine. Derp, derp, derp. And then Burke. Um, it's like, oh, do you think he's mommy tracking you? And she's like, yes. And so um, he puts her on the Denny Duquette case. Thusly starting one of my favorite storylines of Izzy, like someone finally catching on to Izzy's bullshit, <laughs> which oh, how yeah. it hasn't been caught thus far is baffling, but it's nice that it finally is coming to fruition that someone is being like, can you not? Yeah, um, I uh big fan of of Bailey finding out about Izzy because she was she was gonna rip her head off and then didn't. Yeah. Maybe she will in the future if we're lucky. Foreshadowing. Like um Is that how she leaves the show? Yes. <laughs> Bailey rips her head Miranda off. And Bailey, Bailey pins her to the ground <laughs> and rips her head off of her neck and then and <laughs> just continues to like not have to go to jail or anything, but Izzy's dead. So that's how she leaves the show. That's I wouldn't put it past it. This is that's gonna be a that's good episode peak to watch. Shonda. Um okay. So Christina takes Burke a coffee and he's like sad because he misses George, and I'm like, no one else does. You're so dumb. Um, it's weird. They're weird besties and it's weird. I wrote weird, weird a lot this episode, like a couple episodes ago, I wrote the word inappropriate 68 times. I wrote weird a lot this time. Just a lot of weird this episode. I um, weird is fine. Also, I think their, their friendship is very cute. I actually like it a lot it's because like, it brings out when, the best version of George. Right. When I'm seeing it, I'm like, okay, it's nice. Cause it's fine. But I just think it's weird to think about. They're, they're them being friends is an odd pairing, but like it works. And that's why it's okay. Is because when they show it, it works. It's not like forced or anything and it makes sense. But just like thinking about it, you're like, seriously, how? If you're my boy, sense. O'Malley, or you're my, you're my guy. Still my guy. Um, what was the context of that scene? Because all I, all I remember is Burke stopping and then it's continuing walking. George, like, telling him, like, he's, like, trying to talk to him about Christina, but it was when, like, no one knew about him and Christina. So he, then he's just, like, trying to be his friend, and then Burke's like, you're still my guy, O'Malley. That's right. That's Even what though you're so dumb. Um, okay, so then George shows up and brings him, like, a cappuccino or something, and um, he's like, oh, your Eugene Foote is here. Just like your musical hero. And he does that thing that's um, weird. Sometimes some people do. <laughs> Sorry. I, I don't know any other words. Um, where Christina asks a question and George like answers on behalf of Burke. 
when she's like, who's, who's Eugene's foot? And George is like, oh, it's Burke's musical idol. And then like goes on and lists all these reasons that Burke and it's like he's seen him in concert like 80 times and he has all of his albums. He has 43 of his albums because remember, you just got that new album. So you have 43 instead of 42. It's like, OK, <laughs> you've got to settle down. It, it was intense. It was intense. Maybe George sees Burke as the older brother he never had. Yeah, he has older brothers. Yeah, yeah, but they're not good older brothers. They're good older brothers. They're just not doctor older brothers. No, sees they... him as a friend he's never had because he's never had friends before in his life yeah. other than Izzy. Yeah. Ugh, gosh, sweet, sweet Izzy. She deserves Ugh. so much better. She does not. Um. Okay, so this guy... The only thing she has done wrong is love a patient. That is factually incorrect. She has done many things wrong. Mm. You say tomato. I say... She's cucumber. fine. <laughs> um, so, uh, oh yeah, he's there because he has problems with his pacemaker. Christine is bitter about the George and Burke situation. Meredith is asking Alex if she should date the vet. And Christina says, you can't because vets aren't real doctors. <laughs> Which is not a nice thing to say. They go, people to a lot of say school. that. People say that about dentists, though. They say dentists aren't real doctors. See, I won't say that about a dentist, but I do say it about a chiropractor. So, mm. I actually just got certified to be a chiropractor online last night. Exactly. Yeah, that was my point. Okay. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, goodness gracious. Speaking of, I should go to the chiropractor. But lose lose the use of my lower lower extremities real quick. Yeah, I just it's uh, very unsettling to me. I don't much care for it. It stresses me out when like you, the way you pop people's back, I don't like it. It stresses me out. And so why? Because I just hate it. I've, I've helped you. I've, I've healed you and Michael, Michael. Yeah. You healed Michael. Cause I can't pop Michael's back because the way that I like my back to be popped is that thing where you like cross your arms in front of you and the other person picks you up because then really just gravity is doing it. Like Spider-Man. Yeah, Exactly. Um, and then the way you do it terrifies me because <laughs> it's <laughs> too much. I'm like, that's how spines just get severed. <laughs> I, you there's imagine? a small chance that I am medically incorrect about how spines get severed, but the way Carmen Possible's back stresses me out. I, I've popped your back. Yes. Because one time it was like in a really weird spot and Michael tried like six times and it wouldn't pop. So you had to do it. And I saved it, didn't I? I made it all better. Um, it's fine. And my back hurts now, so it's like it never happened. Maybe it's your <laughs> fault that my back hurts now and not that. No, 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 no. If anyone wants free back cracks, just send us a message on Instagram and <laughs> Kelsey will get it to me and then I'll fly you out to Chicago and crack your back for you. And that is not a promise. Let's <laughs> say. And legally, we are obligated to do none of that. <laughs> For legal purposes, that was a lie. Um, okay. So Addison comes in and Alex says oh, that he he's like, she's looking for someone to be on the case. Christina's on cardio. Meredith is on. What case is Meredith on? Uh, with Bailey, with Denny. Right. She's with Denny. And then Addison goes to Alex and he's like, I don't do vagina as a doctor. And I was like, God damn it, Alex. You know, I try so hard. And you just fall back into your old ways. 
Yo, Alex is a fucking piece of garbage in this episode. Yeah, Fuck. Last, last episode, it was um, more defendable. This one, it's not really. Yeah. There's a difference between being honest and being a jackass, and he's being a jackass. Also, uh, he's being a jackass to Addison. Which, which is, is worse. Unacceptable in my book. So Unacceptable. Also. We don't play that here. Can I can I say something that uh, it's going to make me sound like a like a typical like jerk asshole guy, but I just think Perfect. it needs to be complimented. Um, her boobs looked great in this episode. That last scene, I can't can say just, I noticed, but I have to assume that you're right because I don't feel like they ever don't. If I'm being honest, no, no, but the last scene where they're about to go bone and she takes mm-hmm. off her shirt and it's just the bra, and I'm like, that's great. <laughs> She's a stunning, stunning, stunning woman. She's just so... And she really looks almost just the same now. Like, however many years later. Like, she's... It's incredible. She's so pretty. I respect it. And I I started... uh, Um... I, I'm starting to like decide if I want to get bold and like look at interviews of these characters. No. On like like TV shows and like uh, like James Corden or Cohen and yeah. if they're on it, but I just I don't want to spoil anything. So I'm I'll like, I'll have <sighs> to flag it. I'll have to go first and see if they say anything. Because so anyone listening out there, I don't know these characters in real life. Not only because they're not my friends, but also <laughs> I can't I can't just watch uh, uh, Ellen Pompeo or. Uh, um, Patrick Dempsey or, or, you know, I can't just watch interviews of them because right. they're going to get asked about Grey's Anatomy right. and Grey's Academy. So yes. yeah, please. I would love to see an interview of, um, we'll have to screen what's, what's, them and see if they're safe. Um, Kate Walsh, Kate Walsh, queen Kate Walsh. Yeah. Because she's, I think I like lot. her more than Izzy now. Yeah. She's freaking incredible. Um, she's done a lot of other stuff, but it was like that she would have been out promoting, but it was probably like, later on in a couple seasons. So I don't, I'm sure there would have to be spoilers mentioned, which we don't want. Right. But we'll have to, I'll, I'll see if I can find something because she was also the mom in 13 reasons why. And she did a very good job. Um, that show is, has a lot of issues, but she does a really great job in that show. And she was the mom. I in the never movie, watched perks it. of being the wall perks of being a wallflower. I never watched that one either. They're both very emotional high school situations. So, um, okay. So Bailey goes to check on Denny and he's like really wants to the, um, portable LVAD option. And Izzy just like pops up out of nowhere and she's like, he's not ready. I told him he's not ready. He's not strong enough. <laughs> just, my opinion matters more than everyone else's opinion. Cause we're in love and it's appropriate. Um, <laughs> so that's great. <laughs> Uh, I wish I could have watched that scene in person with you. <laughs> He's not ready. Runs away. Bye. Well, Bailey's like, can you, are you, is this neuro? Does this, is this neuro go away? This is not allowed. And it's like, there's very palpable tension. And, um, Meredith and Bailey both pick up on the vibe. Um, I will say this as much as I don't really like Izzy that much, the chemistry between Catherine Heigl and um, Jeffrey Dean Morgan, who plays Denny is 
like unmatched. Like it's so good. They it's have really, really great good. chemistry together. Um, as appropriate as it may or may not be, they really do have great chemistry together. Um, so that's fun. Um, Eugene Foot is wants Burke to take out his pacemaker because he's like, I can't play music, right? It's like messed up with my ability to have rhythm. Um, Burke wants to try a different setting on the pacemaker and not take it out because he doesn't want Eugene Foot to die. Um, I thought about you, Sumner, in this episode because I know you also play the musicals. Um, but I don't feel necessarily that you would die for it. However... I will say I feel like you maybe would if you were at the level of success that I think we are meant to believe that this man is at. I do feel like you would do this. But what do it, you feel? I've, I've, I've given this some thought because I, I actually paused for a moment after this where he, he said um, uh, music and life being one and the same for yeah. him. Yeah, yeah. I get that. I for sure. Uh, I feel like there is an aspect of life that would be meaningless if I never was able to sing or play a guitar again for the rest of my life. Yeah. Now, let's say I'm a household name. Mm-hmm. I would have that surgery, and so or I out. wouldn't have. No, 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 no. I would, I wouldn't have the surgery if it was. I can't. I don't know. Because here, here's the thing. He's not incapable of playing, and yeah. I think it would be. It's harder mentally to. You can play. You're doing the exact same things, but it's just not right. It's like there's a tick inside as, of you. And it's not as good as right. like your standard and what the people who know you hold you to. Exactly. So it actually, I think, is easier if. It was save your life or never be able to play music again because I would uh-huh. take the route of saving my life. It's it's yeah. a lot easier now with a daughter. Well, yes, that's true. This man, um, I believe we are meant to believe that he has basically no family. Yeah, but to be, it's almost like you're being, life is mocking you, right? Yeah, it's like, just out of reach like beyond the veil like it's like fine but it's not right yeah but i respect him because they they've done it this show in general has done a good job of making burke be set up to be like the best at at what he does i don't truly believe that the way that i believe that maybe addison is um because they've set her up as one of what two people that can do a surgery like whatever she did in the past with the, with the quintuplets or I think something like that. Um, I don't remember what it was, but they haven't done the same with Burke. They haven't made it seem like he's this notorious, like best in the country surgeon. Uh, but I still respect that he's coming back and he's like, look, I'm coming back to you. You put this thing in, it's going to come out either way. So you do it or someone else does. But I mean, he, he, he kills his hero. You know? Yeah, that's a hard thing. Um, so Addison goes to talk to her patient. Um, she has six children, is super pregnant, and she wants Addison to tie her tubes during her C-section so she can't have more, but she doesn't want her husband to know. Also, this woman looks very small for being 37 weeks pregnant with her seventh child is something that I 
someone who's pregnant with their second child and much less than 37 weeks felt looking at this woman. I was yeah, like, that I did is not like believe. a five month pregnant person, not a, <laughs> about to have birth pregnant person. I hear but when you're on your seventh kid, though, it carries a lot different. It just shrinks back inside. The pregnancy <laughs> goes inward. Less, less um, fluid buildup. Yes. Yeah, so then uh, 905 title card. Um, what were your thoughts um, when she's first saying, like, tie my tubes, don't tell my husband? I knew she was going to do it, but I was like, this is going to be so bad. Something bad's going to happen. And they start to build up the tension with her and Alex. Yeah. Uh, so the scene at the end with, with the Alex and the, um, the husband, I knew that was coming, but, uh, yeah, just, I, she's, she's too damn nice. That Addison. Yeah. I'm like, I understand from the standpoint of like, this is what my patient has asked me to do. And, you know, you really don't owe it. You as the doctor don't owe it to the patient's partner to be upfront about this scenario. You as the partner do owe it to your partner, but that's like a personal matter. Now, if you're a doctor and you're listening to this and you have a differing opinion, I would love to hear from you because all I know is this show to go on. So I'm not a doctor and I don't really feel, um, that as a doctor, you would be obligated to like make sure that the husband knows. However, this country can be dumb sometimes and we're like, you won't do things unless the husband allows it, which is stupid because it's 2022. Um, so anyways, that's a whole other situation. But so basically what it comes down to is this couple is Catholic. The husband doesn't believe in birth control. So apparently they're just very fertile human beings. So basically every time they um, are having sex and can get pregnant, they do. And she doesn't want to be pregnant anymore. And um, I guess he does. I don't really know if they never really elaborate on if he wants more kids or he, he's just like, it's God's will. Whatever happens, happens. Yeah, um, that was also unclear to me. And I didn't do any research on this, but the Catholic Church doesn't oppose birth control. I don't think anymore. I think they did for a while. But I do think there was a Pope that said birth control was a no, no. And there's also, there's different sects of Christianity that say that there's parts of the Bible that says you're supposed to make as many children as you can. And it has been interpreted by different, many different religions or not religions, but different part people in different sects of Christianity who believe that that means you should make children until you physically can't anymore. And that's, you know, that's fine. Know people interpret the Bible many different ways. So that's true. It's true. See, I interpret that as make as many children as you want. Yeah. Not as you, not as many as you physically can. Obviously yes. that's, you know, we're not going to go down this road, but it is crazy because, uh, I'm sitting there thinking like I grew up Catholic. I never like in, in this period of time in 2000, six i would have been at growing up in a catholic church i never once heard them say no condoms no birth control don't even do it don't even pull out that pull out method only works when you're back in a car out of a parking spot don't pull a penis out of a out of a vagina don't do it um i don't know it's just crazy 
crazy, crazy to think. Um, yeah, but also, I think it. Um, I think it might be this current pope that said birth control is fine, but I'm pretty sure the last, like all the other ones, have been like, no pope. Pope says no. Nope, pope. Nope, pope. Um, Alex yes, is a dick okay. in this scene, though. On New Year's Eve, 1930, the Roman Catholic Church officially banned any artificial means of birth control. Condoms, diaphragms, and cervical caps were defined as artificial since they blocked the natural journey of sperm during intercourse. But nothing against the pill. Am I misinterpreting that? Well, in 1930, the pill didn't exist. <laughs> oh, right. So, um, there is no sentence in the Bible that explicitly prohibits contraception, yet the Catholic Church does not support any methods of birth control but periodical ab- abstinence. Well, that's dated 2020, so I might be wrong. This Pope might actually not like birth control. If you are a practicing if Catholic. If you are the Pope and you are listening, if you- <laughs> please email me. I have, I just want to talk to you. I just think what that would be so neat. If you know the Pope, give him my email address, please. Yes, and also I have a very inappropriate story about my experience at yeah, the Vatican that I think that, that I should share. No, I Jess and I just reminisced about, about that. that. Uh, we were reminiscing about that uh, the other day. I don't remember what I said, but she's like, remember that one time? And I was like, oh, yeah, I do. <laughs> Shout out to, to Brand's jacket. Shout out to Italy. We've been there. Um, and we want to go back. Take me back. Um, anyways, so yes, it might appear that the, the Catholic Church is still against um, birth control. Which I do Regardless. know, like... Not even that long ago, like a couple months ago, the Pope was like, everyone should have children. And if you're choosing not to have children, you're a bad person. And I was like, you are choosing not to have children. So I don't feel like you should say that. Oh, but it's different when it's for God. <laughs> um, it's different when you're the Pope. Yeah. Uh, um, anyways, yes. having sex dick. with little baby boys. Oh, what? Um, Alex is, is rude in that episode or in that scene. He's a super dick. Um, although I do like the line, you don't get to lie to your husband and blame it on the Pope. It's yeah, it's that's a funny line. It's good. Um, uh, yeah. He so here's the thing though. So they so they have the scene afterwards where she's like, hey, like you don't you don't don't speak unless spoken to. And then he's like, oh, is that a chance? I'm supposed to speak. Am I supposed to respond to that? Like, dude, yeah. she's your boss. Like, don't yeah, fuck. Like, I, yeah. I, what is so entitled? Go fucking wrestle well, some yeah, shit. Yeah, he's for sure l- lapsing back into his early days because of his um, annoyance with the Izzy situation. Um, He's someone who doesn't like to lose. And I feel like he thinks he's lost Izzy, which he has. Um, But he's lost specifically to another man. And I think it just like he can't compartmentalize and get over it. So he's just taking out the bullshit everywhere. And it's just a bummer because I'm like, and Addison even says later, like, okay, he's a talented surgeon and a talented doctor, but like, what the fuck is happening? Like, this is unacceptable. But yeah, she's not about the bullshit. Um, okay. So nor then, should she be, she doesn't yes. deserve it. Yeah. So then we meet Derek's patient, which is a delightful woman who is in a divorce attorney and um, she has seizures, but they like can't figure out why. So um, she's annoying to Derek and Derek's like, make this woman have a seizure so that I don't have to deal with her anymore. 
But she's just out here spitting truth. Truth. Yeah, she's great. I like her. Um, So Izzy is bothering George about where he lives. And he's like, I'm busy being a doctor. And then Callie shows up and is flirting with George. And Izzy's like, oh, how's all that doctoring going? She's so jealous. Izzy, why why? even care? Why do you care where he lives? I mean, do you think she would be like this with anyone George is dating? Or do you think it's Callie specific? That's my question. Because we haven't seen George date anyone else at this point. I, well, well I guess here's the we thing. we saw Olivia. That was a lot. Uh, yeah, I was going to say. But I don't remember her ever liking Olivia, especially after the whole Alex thing. But yeah. uh, she also never defended Olivia. Um, I think yeah. that Izzy just, Izzy strikes me, and also Catherine Heigl in general kind of strikes me like this person, is the, the kind of girl who doesn't want to be in relationships with everyone, but wants to know that she could... She could. Want she to wants. Be in a relationship to, yes. Her. Yes. Yeah. She just wants to know that she could be in a relationship with that person if she wanted to. Yeah. You know. Does that make sense? Yeah. It's not a. It's not a good look for Izzy. Or um, Derek. Yeah. So, um, do you want to? Do you want to revise your Izzy and George predictions at all? No, I'm sticking to it. <laughs> they're gonna. They're still gonna. They're gonna get together and fuck at some point. Right. No. But your last one was, like three episodes after the bomb exploded they were gonna have sex and that was right about when george and meredith had sex so um, you were so close my uh my prediction is within the next three seasons they're gonna have <laughs> sex and in the middle of them having sex she goes i can't do this and then she leaves the show what a, what a way to go i can't do way. this but she doesn't have you cry. finished does she cry? Does she not cry? Does George she, cry? George cries in the middle. Yeah, he, he's going to go, not again. <laughs> Thanks for that. Why does this always cool. happen to me? Um, so, yeah. Okay, so Eugene Foote plays the violin for Dr. Burke. And he's like, see, it's not good. And Dr. Burke's like, oh, no, it's an honor to hear you play. And he's like, well, I appreciate that you're not lying to me, but you're also not telling me the truth. Like, you're, you won't say that it's bad, but we both know that it's bad. Um, and he tells him about the first time he ever like picked up a violin and he's like, I want you to do the surgery because you're the best. And if you don't do it, I'm going to find another doctor who will do it, but I want you to do it. So it's definitely a tricky spot for Burke. Um, so Christina talks to Burke and she's like, you should do the surgery because you're the best. And if he goes somewhere else and does it, then just someone who's fine will do it. And is that what you want? So, which is, it's also call me crazy. Uh, but normally I don't, I don't love the sound of violins. Um, I don't love them when I play them because I'm really bad at it. I tried to play for like a year and it was a really bad, but uh, I mean, I like classical music, I think, but I grew up, listening to classical music because my grandmother um, plays the piano a lot. So I was like always around that kind of stuff. So I like the sound of the cello. It's just, I think the, the violin is just a bit too high pitch. And he even said some of the squeaky timbre yeah. of I, yeah. it's, it's fine. It's fine in, in, in a full orchestral like surrounding environment, but by itself, it's, it's not like I could just listen to a guitar. I could just listen to a cello. I could just listen to a flute. 
Um, but violins, I can't just listen I would to them pick by a, I think I would pick a violin over a cello. Uh, see, I'm cello over violin. But I also think I am more into string instruments over wind instruments. A cello is also a string No, I know. Instrument. I was just saying because you said flute, which I don't love oh. a flute. Okay, I was like, uh, you know what a cello is, right? No, yeah, I like the cello. <laughs> um, they're very large and heavy. Um, but yeah, I don't, I don't know. I don't love the flute or the piccolo, but I do like the word piccolo. What's your um, favorite flavor of cello? Um, I like blue raspberry cello. Blue raspberry cello. I love lemon cello. I thought say limoncello. 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 Okay. Um, get there. We've gone down a lot of rabbit holes. <laughs> this has been great. wild. It's 45 minutes and we're like 15 minutes into this episode. Um, all right. All right. Speed round. Rapid rap, rapid fire. Okay. Bailey says Denny can start being mobile. He says, she says that he can do the portable LVAD. And then, um, He's like, oh, but that's not what Izzy wants. And she's like, I don't give a shit and neither should you. And then she asks Meredith about it. And Meredith's like, oh, I don't think Izzy would do anything inappropriate. I'm like, have you met Izzy? Um, <laughs> and Bailey goes, well, I didn't think you and Christina would sleep with your attendings. But here we are. And then. Like a savage animal. I she's the best. Uh, truthfully. And then she goes, Meredith starts to talk to her about the vet. And. Bailey goes, do you actually believe I care? And Meredith says, no. And Bailey goes, good. Maybe you're not that stupid after all. <laughs> Incredible. And then just walks away like a tiny queen. Um, Izzy and George are setting up the lawyer to watch TV and they put the TV like touching her nose, which is just, ugh. Izzy is uh, annoyed about Callie still. Addison and Ad Alex are checking on the pregnant lady and Alex is still being a big turd. Sorry. You okay? Um, you had a coughing no, situation yeah, over there. I have to cough a lot because this pollen is just horrendous. Um, yeah, Alex is being super judgmental about everything. Alec Addison is struggling to decide what to do. But like you said, it's kind of one of those things where I think from the get-go, we know what she wants to do. She wants to do what's right for her patients. She just also wants to not have to lie about it. Right, which is fine. But there's uh, this is the scene where I actually made the note of like Alex is being a super douche and there's a difference between honesty and then also because at this point now he's like just blatantly disobeying Addison's desire for him to like not get super involved with the patients. Right. Uh, and there's a fine line between what, what's the word? Um, what's the word for disobedient uh, employees? Uh, Bad. <laughs> garbage. Um, oh gosh. What's the word? Uh, I don't know. When you're when you disobey authority figure, um, a rebel. No, gosh dang it! This is gonna talk about something. I need to do a, a okay. cinnamon, cinnamon, um, a cinnamon research. <laughs> Izzy asked Meredith about Denny, and Meredith is like, "What's going on?" Because like I thought that you weren't an idiot, and maybe now I'm concerned that you are an idiot. And Bailey also thinks you're an idiot, so maybe be careful and don't fall in love with your patient. And Izzy's like, I don't know, it's, uh, it's fine, everything's, I'm not, he's normal, I just care about him because he's my patient. Um, 
So then Addison and Alex are doing the C-section and Addison's like, oh, I see some bleeding. Do you see that? And Alex is like, no. And she goes, oh, well, I guess you're not the lead surgeon. So it doesn't matter if you see it. Now give me that thing. And then does the C-section. Um, so good times. Uh, and then in the next scene, they give the baby to the mom and that baby is so not a newborn. Like it's huge. That baby's at least three months old. Like if that baby came out of that, anyone like that's, it's like a 12 pound baby. It's just not a newborn. <laughs> I just can't. I have the word. <laughs> okay. What's the word? Insubordination. Ah, okay. I was literally, it was on the tip of my tongue. If any of you out there at home were saying into the speakers of your car or headphones yelling back at us saying, insubordinate you were correct shout out so what were you going to say there's a fine line between insubordination and what being honest because you see last week where he's like uh with with burke and he's saying i am honest that's what the deal is that's my deal blah 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 you don't get to take it away from me and call it a lesson here he's just being an insubordinate dickhead right blatantly in front of addison's head face face head yes <laughs> all of it um uh so yes um addison tells the mom that there was uh complications during the surgery so she had to um tie her tubes and she won't be able to have any more children and the mom is like oh thanks so much and alex is still being a turd about it so good stuff and uh then meredith and Eric, Derek are on the fucking elevator again couldn't off. be an episode of Grey's Anatomy without an elevator scene that really pisses you off. And I wrote, it's weird and inappropriate. And they're talking about the sex that Derek and Addison were having and also the vet. Because Meredith's like, oh, he asked me if we were together and I said him straight. Like, ha ha ha. I'm so cute. Remember when we were in love? We still are great times. Okay. Mm-hmm. I, I literally so thought much. they were going to start making out on the elevator. There was too much tension and I don't like it. I hate it at the end when they both leave with like their smug ass little smiles. And they're like, bye, Derek. Bye, Meredith. We're going to go different ways, but still fuck someday. Yeah, that's annoying. Um, Izzy and George uh, are making the lawyer drink a million espresso shots and eat lots of donuts. And it's uh, very funny. Um, And then Derek comes in and they're like, Izzy's like, oh, so making really good progress. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I've never wanted a powdered sugar donut more in my entire life than that scene. Honestly, I don't even like them that much. And I was like, I could crush like a whole bag of those right now. Uh, so the little donuts. Oh, uh, fuck. Remember okay. that one time we went to that donut shop in Tennessee. Yes, it was so good. I drive by it almost daily. Let's go. Um, is that choo-choo donuts or is it the choo-choo car no, wash? No, it's the, near the choo-choo car wash, but it is called Tasty Donuts. And they tasty were quite, quite tasty. Um, okay, we're going to take a small break for everyone's favorite segment, Living in Chandeland. Living in Chandeland! Beautiful. Well done. Um, okay, so Tell this episode, to the stars. we actually have people for Chandeland, which is great. hey Um Wait, let me guess. Jane, let me guess. Okay. Is Wait, so how many are there? Three. Okay, the mom of the baby. No? No? The divorce attorney. Yes. And my final guess, I want to see if I can go two for three, is the father of the babies. Uh, yes. Ah, two for three. Okay, so who's 
Give me th- give Eugene, me this. Give me all this. Eugene Foot. Okay, so oh, the first one fucking is Eugene Jane Brooke, who is Gwen Garber, who's the divorce attorney. And I keep if <laughs> I've stopped myself multiple times already. She's in five episodes of Private Practice. Um, and her name is Meg. So multiple times in my notes, I wrote Meg and then had to go back and be like, that's not this woman's name in this show. Um, and then Albert Hall, who plays Eugene Foote, is in one episode of Private Practice. And Andrew Borba, who plays the dad um, to the with, uh, with the pregnant lady, is in one episode of Private Practice. So lots of Private Practice, none of them in the same episodes. So there you go. That's all of Shondaland today. Love it. So. Very nice. Perfect. Um, okay. So then we get into this like cascade of all the things happening at once, which I love this stuff. Um, it's very grace. And I also love that all of this is scored um, with like the classic violin music and it's like building and building and there's just like everything happening. And I just really, really like it. This was um, a really great montage. Really big yes. fan. So we start with Bailey uh, is in Denny and they're about to do the Elvat and the chief comes in to like, look over her shoulder and be annoying. Izzy and George are with the lawyer playing video games and they start bickering. Uh, Dr. Burke is in surgery and he is listening to Eugene Foote's music while he operates. The pregnant lady's husband, well, she's no longer pregnant because she just gave birth. The husband comes over to Alex and he's look all huffy and mad and he's asking about the complication. And I'm like, why are you mad? Do you want more? Like how many children do you want? That's so many children. Um, uh, Izzy and George are fighting. The husband is upset. Denny cannot breathe. Eugene is flatlining. Izzy and George are fighting. Denny is having complications. Izzy or Alex and the husband are talking. Burke cut back to Burke surgery. Cut back to Bailey and Denny. Cut back to Izzy and George yelling. And their patient has a seizure. Alex tells the dad to get a lawyer. And Denny stabilizes, and Eugene foot dies. So all of that happens very very quickly. Obviously, it's much better done than me just reading it off of an iPad. But uh, it's all underscored by the violin music. And I just like love things like that. It's uh, kind of like a typical TV trope, but I just it gets me every time. I love it. It's just so intense. It's like you're ping ponging back and forth. Things are getting erratic. Things are getting wild. You know, something yeah. bad is going to happen. Yeah. Uh, now, it's basically the climax to every single storyline in this episode. <laughs> Right. Uh, now, this there it wasn't as stressful in this episode as it was for that uh, night where they said, oh, death happens in sixes or threes oh, yeah, yeah, or whatever yeah. it is. And uh, you think, yeah, and you think everyone's going to die, right? Yeah. Here, I really didn't get a vibe that any – I didn't get the vibe Denny was going to die. They weren't going to let the Izzy and Denny storyline end without some sort of arc. He needs to have some sort of arc with her that completes yeah. before he dies. Uh, if he dies, I guess. Um, but I well, had a feeling. Prediction last week was that he dies in two episodes. So in the next episode. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Your prediction I'm is a, that he dies. I'm going to double down on that one. Uh, he's going <laughs> to die next episode. Uh, but I, I knew Eugene was going to die. Um yeah, that wasn't. But it was it was a bummer because I didn't know how the rest of the episode would play out with him dead uh, with Burke. But it actually ended up very sweet with him and Christina. But yeah, it, it, I love these kind of montages. It's very intense. It's very quick. It's happening yeah. fast. I love yeah. that, uh, which I feel like specifically works really well in medical shows, because that's truly what happens in medicine and especially in hospitals. Like things take a turn very quickly because it's full of sick people. So 
Um, okay, so then... Where am I? Okay, Meredith talks to Denny about the Izzy situation yes. and explains to him there are really strict rules about patients and doctors, and Denny's like... But you know that if I went to her and I was like, this is against the rules, it's not going to stop her. And then he was like, I was healthy my whole life and then I wasn't. And when I look back on it, all my favorite things were things I wasn't supposed to do. And I'm just like, why are you breaking all these rules? Like, what what thing? Can you elaborate for me? Um, Like, how much fun? It's fine. I I just think, like, I have a lot of fun doing things that are completely legal. Uh, (laughs) Yes. Like, you know, Michael's 30th birthday party, completely yes, legal. It was a great um, time. Cinco de Mayo, completely legal. <laughs> All of the weddings we went to, completely legal. So uh, never once did I break the law and go, dang, let's do That's that again. The best thing I've ever done. Yeah, I'm going to remember that if I ever have heart surgery someday and completely get close to death and then fall in love with my doctor. Yeah. Um. So then Miranda goes to the chief and yells at him and is like, you. Don't do that in front of my patient and my student, which is valid. And he's like, whatever, Um, you know, like he does. Um, Okay. So then Addison's patient husband is um, wanting to talk to the chief, which is obviously a bad sign. Uh, Meredith goes to the vet and is like, I do want to go out with you. And he's like, well, I can't, I have to go do an errand. And she's like, I'll go with you. And then, um, it's to deliver a horse and she's super into it, which is pretty cool. I have to say, I think it would be cool to see that. Um, I'm not with you on that one. I don't, I could, I could live my life without birthing a horse. I mean, I probably wouldn't want to be as into it as Meredith is, but like, it would be cool to see it for me. Um, And Addison goes to talk to Richard and she's like, we got to talk about Alex. He's great, but he's the worst. Um, And that's when we find out that this guy has lawyered up basically um, and is going to sue Addison for nothing. Um, So then Derek's patient won't have the surgery because she's like, I truly think that it's my job that makes me have these seizures. Like I haven't had a seizure until these people started fighting in front of me. Um, and what I like about this resolution is she does say, if I keep having them, um, then I will come back and let you do the surgery, but I'm going to try it my way first. Um, so I'm like, okay, that's fair. Yeah. I feel like if she's like, I'm going to make this change. And if that works, then I won't need brain surgery. Um, and if it doesn't work, then you can cut my head open. Now, anyone out there uh, who who listens to this and experiences seizures, uh, I I've never had a seizure. Knock on wood. Um, but is is there is the aura in the majority or the minority? Because she says she's having an aura, yeah. And then she and then she starts to have the seizure. I was under the impression they're they're much more um, like like instantaneous and unpredictable yeah Yeah. i think Uh, i mean there's different things because there's like seizure disorders and then things that can trigger seizures so i think it might depend person to person why don't you ask your dog i he doesn't speak to he doesn't speak human god so lazy i know i haven't trained him (laughs) she will she will That's the difference. That's the only difference between dogs and babies is the babies will figure out how to talk (laughs) English human languages back to you. Yeah. Um, My dog, by the way, can I just tell you him and I are feuding. 
He oh. was whining last night at 1.30 in the morning. And I'm like, okay, it's pretty early. Maybe he needs to go poop or pee. That dog was just thirsty. Goes downstairs, drinks an entire bowl of water, then looks at me. He's like, okay, let's fucking go, Dad. I'm ready for bed. Dumb. So I was so mad at him. He's just mad because you ripped apart your house and he's confused. That's probably fair. We moved his water bowl. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay. So then Derek, or sorry, Meredith and Finn have um, done, like they had the horse birth happen and they're having a nice little moment. Um, Addison goes to talk to her patient and she's like, I just am going to need you to tell your husband the truth because I'm going to need to not be sued. And the lady's like, no, I don't think so. Yeah, I'm good. uh, It's just unresolved. That's just how that ends. They're like, well, Addison has. And I mean, the woman makes a point of being like, I mean, your insurance is going to pay malpractice. Like you won't have you won't have to pay anything or whatever, which is true. But it is. I don't know. It is what it is. She's not. It's not something she was going to lose her medical license over. Although I wonder in reality if that is something you would lose your medical license over. So I don't know. And I don't know because if 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 they go to court, she all she has to do is put that lady on trial, and then even yeah. put Alex on trial. Like, hey, um, was I supposed to do it? No, but can both of these people confirm that the wife literally begged me to do it? Yeah, yeah. Unless I they want to perjure when, themselves when they waive the doctor-patient confidentiality thing. Um, when it comes to court, I don't really know how that works. I imagine they would probably just settle outside of court. To not have to deal with it. Um, Maybe. So Burke is listening to Eugene's foot music in the on-call room, and it's he's sad. It's not Wait, the scene on. where Christina comes in. What? E- Eugene Foot's music, not Eugene's foot music. That both. <laughs> he played the violin with his feet. That's why he was famous. <laughs> Yo, um, yes. That was the issue. He 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 forgot that he plays the violin with his feet. And he's like, God, for some reason this exactly. isn't the same. Yeah. <laughs> Duh. Eugene's foot music. Oh, so it's like gosh. this really quick scene and Burke's just sitting on the floor and it's a very sad. Very sad. Um and then, okay, Finn asks Meredith to come up to his apartment, and she's like, no, and it's another George moment. Um, but she he's she does the babbling thing, and then he's like, stop talking. I know that you're not having sex, so I won't try and have sex with you. What a concept. Just let me make you dinner. It's fine. <laughs> um, and so, yeah, uh, George tells the But would the you have believed lady, him? Would you have believed so. him and gone up? Yeah, you think so? I mean, she's being honest. She's like, I'm celibate. And he's like, okay, great. I won't have sex with you. Neat. I don't know. I'm just <laughs> it's so... It's the first <sighs> date. <laughs> I don't know. First dates should never be at the other person's house ever. It's I just... mean, the, his house is also on top of his veterinarian office. Yeah. So it's not really like they're going away i don't know i just assume that every man that isn't me or the close group of friends that i have are just gonna rape women yeah i mean that's a possibility for a lot of people unfortunately i just is that it's so bad but i'm sitting there like guy it's i know it's 2006 but like just be smart don't go upstairs don't do it 
I know he's a vet, um, but like vets rate people too. We, I think we're meant to believe that he's uh, a decent person and also that people know where she is. And also that apparently people can just barge into his house at any hour, whether or not I was open, so. also concerned about it. It's 24 so hour vets. Like less concerning, I guess for her that on um, that level. Um, uh, and so George tells the lawyer goodbye and she's like, just so you know, I watch people bicker professionally and the, the way you and Izzy were fighting is because it's like the way that people who love each other fight. So she just misses her friend. So just like hear her out, um, basically is what she says. So, um, Alex gives Addison more attitude and she's like, guess what? You're just going to be on my service until I'm fucking sick of you because I'm fucking sick of your bullshit and I'm going to break you. And I love it. I love karma. I do respect it. I love it. I'm like, don't challenge her. You're not going to win. Um, I'm nervous though. I got to tell you, I'm very nervous for her. Why? I'm just scared. I don't want her to get, I, I know doctors get sued, but like, Addison, you just became my favorite. Stop getting sued by people. I hate it. So you're you're f- afraid about this specific storyline? Yeah, I'm nervous. Okay, spoiler she- alert. That's the end of the storyline. It literally never comes up again. <laughs> that's just, it's the end. Wait, really? Yes. What? You're not messing with me, are you? No, I'm really not. Like, this storyline ends in this episode. What a fucking garbage storyline. What the fuck? I was nervous for, I invested so much emotional bandwidth to that storyline. Are you kidding me? Fuck you, Shonda. No, All of your showrunners. Dumb. Just, they probably just settled outside of court and just like the hospital probably just took care of it. But we need to know. Why? It's not because like died. I. It's not. Okay. It's way more acceptable than when. We find out that Burke left a towel in that lady and there were no repercussions. <laughs> okay, I forgot about that. That's funny. That's fair. Okay, all right. I'm done being upset about it, but I want you to know that I was nervous. I spent the whole time in between watching those scene those scenes and recording this. I was nervous that whole time. Yeah. You don't need if to. If you're be lying about to me, that. I will never forgive you though. No, I'm not. Okay. I believe you. <laughs> um so Denny is walking around and showing Izzy that he got the portable LVAD and she's like, um, let me just say, <laughs> what, was she, I do have what to was she like? Um, <laughs> I, I rolled my eyes, everybody and was annoying. It's um, true. She did. Um, he looks like this man, Jeffrey Dean Morgan is very attractive, but because he is constantly laying down in a bed, it's just like not an attractive angle or not as attractive. And when he stands up and is in uh, like a t-shirt and pants instead of a hospital gown, you're like, damn, that is a good looking man. He's so a handsome guy. Like reinforced in the end of this. Um, I'm a fan. Then they hug. Bailey sees it and she's like, oh, fuck. I'm going to have to I'm going to have to nip this shit in the bud. <laughs> that that hug is inappropriate. Yep. Um, and weird. So Chris- <laughs> it's both. Um, mostly inappropriate. Christina goes to comfort Burke. They're in the on-call room. She just kind of goes in and she's just laying with him. It's a nice moment. And he, this is a nice moment. Cause I love it when they just open up to each other and like talk about themselves. And he says that he's like Eugene foot because he wasn't the best at what he was doing. Like naturally, 
but he worked like he put in the work to become the best. Whereas the implication that he's making is that Christina is naturally very talented. So she doesn't have to put in that much work to be better than everyone else. Whereas he is talented, but he had to work really hard to be the best. So that's another reason that he liked Eugene foot so much. I, I'm glad that you gave me a little bit of more context with that because I, it was to me, it was weird. It was a very cute scene, but I didn't fully mm-hmm. like get it. And, and partly because I'm watching this for the first time, I have no context. I have no hindsight on yeah. all of these things, but also it is hard watching these shows for the first time and taking these notes. Yeah. Uh, so don't worry guys, there's going to be at least 16 years of content because we're going <laughs> to go back and rewatch all of these episodes for a second time and see how the notes are different. Um, <laughs> I'm keeping all my and notes. Then uh, we will be live streaming our children graduating from college because it's going to take so freaking long to do all. Yeah. Yes, I love it. Um, but it, to me, though, it was an interesting setup because they were like, he made it almost seem like he was guilty for having to practice or like it no, was some res- revelation like, to Christina. It was weird to me. Yeah, well, I think he wanted her to know because she has said in past episodes that she wanted to like study under him because he's the best. And I think he's just being like, I am the best, but it doesn't come easily to me. Like it does to you. So it's just like an honest moment of them being like, our stories are different. Even though we're very, very similar, we still have differences. Got it. That's a great interpretation. Thank you for that. You're so welcome. I am a genius. It's also, true. I've watched this so many times. <laughs> it's true. Both of those are true. <laughs> um, Derek brings Doc to the vet because he's sick. And then he sees Meredith coming down the stairs and gets mad real fucking fast. Like, like a, a dumb a bitch. Like a psychopath. Like Fuck. sees her and immediately is like, right, like looks like he's going to punch a hole in a wall. Inappropriate. Dumb. So dumb. Yeah. Very inappropriate. <laughs> Just the worst. And George moves back in with Meredith and Izzy and brings Callie and Izzy's actually pretty nice about it, which is fine. I will say I thought it was a pro I thought it was nice that she wasn't a bitch about the fact that Callie was there. I liked that. It was Um, interesting though, because to me, she looked like she was sad when he said, welcome home, but I couldn't understand all of her feelings. If she was like trying to hide it. on. I think she was just trying to play it cool and be like, Oh, okay, cool. Welcome home. Welcome home. She didn't want to like push it and then like get into a fight. I think she just wanted to basically be like, Okay, he's home, so I win. <laughs> and then we get the worst. The worst. Angry, raging Derek, who is mad that Meredith, the person he broke up with for his wife, has the audacity to be out in the world dating other people, someone he claims he is friends with. Um, he's super pissed about the fact that she has relationships outside of um, him wanting to have sex with her. So he goes home and has angry, rage sex with his wife which is inappropriate and unkind. No matter how hot Addison is, I'm glad she's having the good sex. I'm just, I want that for her. I just want her to have it with someone who isn't a piece of garbage. Yes. Yeah. I'm disappointed why that she's in the scenario having this sex in this moment, but I'm happy that she will probably get an orgasm. I hope that, well, I hope that she gets an orgasm. I guess I shouldn't want that for her. I, Um, I don't know. I want nothing for Derek. (laughs) I, I, 
At this point now, I just assume Derek is a selfish lover and probably didn't actually let her have the orgasms. Derek doesn't deserve to have Addison, and it pisses it's, me off. It's true that he it's is true. with her. I'll uh, but, come join me. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, so let's uh, let's rate it. You go first. Give it. Yeah, give us your rating. Uh, this is tough. Um, I'm not gonna round. This is a resident point nine 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 nine. Three point nine 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 nine. Why? Why is it not a why is it not a fellow? I'm annoyed. Also, what a look okay. on your face. <laughs> oh, I was I scoffing, so I had to <laughs> choke a little bit, you know. I casual. I'm annoyed. I'm annoyed at the Derek Addison situation. He clearly doesn't even he doesn't even want to be with her. Um, the Izzy Denny thing I don't like, and also, I think I would have rated this actually a three point two five five five, but knowing that the storyline and Addison is safe brings it up a yeah. couple notches. Um, yeah. Great, great! It's a good episode. It's fine. Um, the montage was really good. The ba- Bailey needs to get back to like teaching and being the head, the head teacher for these folks. They need to be wrangled in, you know. Yeah. Alex is just a loose asshole cannon, and uh, what a fun phrase, asshole cannon. Um, yeah, that's what I got. What do you What do you got? Um, I think it's a fellow for me. I just love the the climax scene where it's all happening at once, and I love. Um, I do think that Derek's patient is really funny. The whole storyline. Um, with them like trying to get her to have a seizure, and uh, I I think the moment Meredith and Finn have with the horse is a nice moment. Um, I think my main issue with it is I would agree there's not like enough Bailey, um, and I'm ready for her to I agree with you ready for her to um, be in more of a position where she's whipping these people back into shape. Um, good episode for Addison. In that there's a lot of Addison, not in that good things happen for her, because they don't. But um, I love it. It's a good time, so I'm going to give it a fellow. So We're very close. You know, we're only .0001 away from each other. I know. We almost agree. We virtually agree. We've agreed on a lot of um, episodes, actually. More than I've yeah. anticipated. Yeah. Um, we The ones... We ba- we gave the bomb episodes and the into you like a train. We both gave that a five, which I feel like is a good good thing, because those are big I, episodes. Those are those important. are big episodes. Those are good. Um. So, do we have any predictions that you need to make? So, you're saying Denny's gonna die next episode. You said at some point in the next three season, Izzy and George will sleep together. You said that Callie and George don't get married. Um. Did you make any other predictions? I think that's all I got. That's it for this episode. And I'm very curious. So what happens next episode? Because we've got four episodes left in the season. Yes. Well, make a prediction about um, Derek because now he's super pissed about Meredith because he thinks because she came down out of the shower, which we, the audience know it's because she took a shower because they went to the horse. He, as the Derek know, thinks that they have had the fucking. So He's very angry. So what do you think he will do now? 
before the end of this season, Derek is going to say something dumb to Meredith. (laughs) And not dumb as in like everything they said to each other in the elevator. That's all inappropriate, right? That's all very dumb in itself. Yeah. He's going to say something along the lines of she's not allowed to move on because he hasn't moved on. That's my prediction. I don't know what that's going to look like. I don't know what, you know, but Meredith is going to snap on this motherfucker. She's Mm going to say some hurtful shit, some mean shit. Addison's going to see the whole thing and go, Derek, what the fuck? Stop being a piece of shit. And then Mark's going to come. And I don't know what's going to happen after that. Okay. I like that. I, uh, I like, I like that. Addison is for sure going to see an engage like some sort of interaction between them, but it's going to be an interaction where Derek says something stupid and Meredith's like, I don't give a fuck about what you do. I moved on. Right. I had sex with a guy who delivered a horse from another horse. (laughs) Well, she didn't have sex with him, but yes, by this time they will. Oh, okay. I see. Also, do horses get birthed and just are fully sustainable like that? Is that true? Yeah. That's incredible. They're like like up and about pretty quickly. It's kind of crazy. Dang. That's wild. Anyways. Okay. So yeah, I think that's a solid prediction. So we'll see what happens in the next couple episodes. We're getting close to the end of the season. It's crazy. Um, Thank you guys for listening. Uh, We can see that more people are finding us. So thank you for sharing us. Um, Please continue to do so. Um, we like new friends. Make sure you follow us on Instagram at Grace Academy Pod. Again, you can email us at graceacademypod at gmail.com. We like hearing from you. It's super cool to like know who's listening. Um, and we really appreciate the support. And if you want to share us with your friends and family on the social medias, that would be great. Leave us a rating, a review that helps people find us on the algorithm. It just kind of bumps us up more which we've already been bumped up a little bit so we can tell that you guys are listening and sharing so again we really appreciate that um and remember if you see carmen walking down the street no spoilers or i will deliver a horse into your house (laughs) oh bye that's not really a threat please bring me a horse (laughs) um what was i watching oh the uh did you see the new trailer for the minions movie no there's a scene where they uh, put like a, a fake horse, like a stuffed horse head into the kid's bed, like in oh, The Godfather. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it was just funny. Anyways, I'll do that if you spoil spoil this show for me. Don't spoil it. Uh, we appreciate all the outreach. We love you guys. We love each other. And we will see you all in the next one.